Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Piece by Piece podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us, Drazen. Uh, if everyone else wants to, to chime in here, how are we doing, Henry? Good, I'm doing good. Joey? Good, I'm doing good. Excited for the first guest on our podcast and good. see where it takes us. Excited, yeah. We just uh, we picked up Drazen today uh, from Baltimore, took him down to D.C., uh, had him at the Hirshhorn Museum here in the Smithsonian, saw some more modern art, perspective art. How'd you like it, Drazen? Uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, first of all, um, English is my second language, so I might have some struggles. And I enjoy it. I really see new art, so it was really good. Great, great. No, that's awesome to hear. No, we're excited to have you on. So let's uh, let's just start with a basic intro. I mean, from our perspective here, working for the Chris Air Foundation, uh, Drazen's our first kind of uh, scholarship fellow. Uh, we were able to bring him from Argentina to come to the United States to play basketball uh, with the goal of hopefully going to college or professional in the future. So we, as members of Chris Air, are really happy and privileged to be here to help Drazen in his journey. So Drazen, why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of an introduction. Um, I play basketball. I'm from Neuquén, Argentina. Um, I represented the Neuquén team like several times and the national team twice. Um, I won a South America championship and we lost the final last year against the U.S. for the American championship last year. And that's pretty much my my journey. And I, I hope it keeps going. I got a question for you. So... Coming from Argentina, you think there's soccer players down there. So right off the bat, what got you into basketball in the first place when soccer or other sports might might, might be more dominant there? Uh, I used to play soccer before I started playing basketball. Um, my brother used to play too, so we were like a soccer family until like all of a sudden for one of my birthday gifts, I asked for a basketball and I didn't stop playing since then. How old was that? I was, I started playing basketball when I was five years old. And and how is now Ken as like a basketball province? Is it is it the center of Argentine basketball? Because you know we have we got Manu Ginobili, Luis Scola, Nocioni. We have a few players now in the NBA. Like uh, where where does now Ken fall in, in in the pecking order for basketball? Um, it's not a huge city of basketball. Um, it main sport is in basketball. I feel like Bahia Blanca is more like the capital of basketball in Argentina. Where is that? It's in Buenos Aires. Okay. Um, but I I come from a club that played the the first league of the country several years and is one of the biggest country in whole the whole Patagonia. So I used to play there and I changed here. So. Yeah, perfect. No, uh, for some of you who might want to know, like where I am from in relation to where Jason's from, now Ken is the more southern state. It's a Mendoza. So my dad's from Mendoza, and then my mom's from San Juan. And so nor the more northern state from Mendoza, or the immediately northern state touching Mendoza, is San Juan. So great. Yeah. So I mean, just to get started here. One question I had was, uh, how'd you get involved with Chris Air? So like we, I mean, from our side, we work on the more formation side of Chris Air. 
So we weren't as much involved with basketball. Uh, you know, we've had a few meetings, we've met a few times, uh, you know, we talk about virtues and formation, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear the story of like how you got involved. Um, I was playing Torneo Federal de Basket, that's, uh, like the Seal League from Argentina, uh, like the confederation that organized all the tournaments in Neuquén, uh, contacted me saying that they were looking for um a shooting guard to come to the states and while i was playing that tournament like this opportunity uh, this opportunity came and i don't even doubt it because i was planning to come here for college and i think that coming here two years earlier it was difficult like going away from my family and my friends and all the society in argentina but i th i thought like i was gonna make a difference with all South America, like for a scholarship in college that not everyone has the opportunity to come here to high school. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a question for you. So we talked on the podcast in our previous episodes of our experiences with Americans going down to Argentina, noticing the differences in cultures, mannerisms. So as an Argentine in America, what's your experience on the differences from Argentina to America? Um, I feel like Argentina, like, has more like a teamwork, like, in the entire society. I think, like, here in the States, they have teamwork, but, like, in every work, they don't have a teamwork as a, as a country, for a way to say. And, like, every person is, like, more worried about their self than the other one, and I think that's it the biggest difference between the two countries. Yeah, very indi individualistic. Like, we went down to Argentina, and there was a celebration, and the whole community came out. Like, no one was left alone in their house. Everyone came out of their house. And, yeah, that's one thing we touched upon in the previous episodes. Yeah, I feel like Argentina, like, society, like, it's crazy in a good way and in a bad way, too. So that craziness makes mm -hmm. us work as a teamwork and now not just culturally are there any differences in the style of basketball that you notice like argentines play this way and americans play this way uh yeah basketball it's really different here um no even with argentina with fiba that it's like the organization that organized the entire world um, basketball um in the states it's more like physically physically um we, you play much quicker than FIBA. You play more one-on-one. -on -one. And I used to play like a lot of like plays, um, like stop uh, games and not as much as points as we make here. Gotcha. Uh, what's something from back home that you miss here in the States? Or like something that's missing that like you're used to down there that like you're here living and you kind of miss or like notice that's like different um firstly my friends first of all and then like an event or like something i cannot get here um like asados in argentina in argentina is like a huge thing mm. and being with your entire family like spending time with all of them that i miss it a lot yeah because that's more of like a 
family bond family or friends bonding moment here it's like yeah i guess we just like do like fourth of july or like yeah yeah like i feel like it's no more like what you eat is because of all the environment is created there yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool have you had a empanada since coming to america uh yeah i try some but they're i mean i prefer argentina so yeah I me too <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your favorite uh like filling for them um i i mean it's it's difficult i like jamón y queso but mm -hmm. like most of the people in argentina like carne so yeah. mm. and uh do you like it baked or deep fried how like deep fried is like when they put it in the oil and like bake this uh, no oh, oh, oh in uh, the oven um yeah, no oven. i like them baked Okay. No, I like, I like, I mean, I like both, but I prefer them like, like classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything fried is usually better. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the rule of thumb. Yeah. You Dude, know? The first time we had those uh, fried ones, yeah. that was like a game changer. Mm -hmm. But I think that's more in Buenos Aires, right? The, the fried empanada. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got it in Aucan, but um, I don't know. I go used to like the open part and because it's more like healthier and like mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like the like the ones i like like the cheese is different cooked and like melty so mm -hmm. i prefer those ones so so you were talking about like the differences in basketball what were some of the ways that you had to to change your the way you play uh in relation to like you know this more physical quicker paced basketball that you find here in the states Right, because you play now for our, our Lady of Mount Carmel, correct? Here in Baltimore. Uh, if you didn't know, you know the Baltimore Basketball League is 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 pretty high level, uh, pretty serious. So and pretty good. Our Lady of Mount Carmel went to the championship, from what I understand. Lost lost by a few points last second, but uh, yeah, I mean, so like, what are some of the ways that you you had to adapt to that that different way of playing? I mean, uh, first of all, for the like the entire league. Um, every team had a a guy that can that could score forty a game, like without without a problem, and that was a huge difference. Cause I used to play like maybe three four games throughout the regular season, like good games or close games, and here like anything could happen. And then the differences you you talked like the changes I had to have. Like mainly like start playing without the ball, cause in Argentina I used to play, I used to play as a point guard, so I had a, the ball in my hand a, a lot of times, and like here it was a quick um, play wi without the ball, so I think I had to get better on that, and I hope while time passes I can get used to that too. Great, great, and so like, yeah, I mean that. That seems like a lot of change that you had to go through real quick, right? Because right now you're a junior, you're doing your junior year at Mountain Carmel, and our Lady of Car our, our Lady of Mount Carmel. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we we've had some confusions <laughs> over the past days of like which way is the right way to say it. It is Our Lady of Saint of Mount Carmel. We will try to keep pronouncing it correctly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're a junior right now, hoping to do your senior year back back in the states, right? Um, so it's it's a big undertaking, like you said, coming here five thousand miles away. 
what what are some of the ways that you keep yourself motivated to keep really like pushing, right? Because you know, you're with the host family, you know, you're in a completely different city, different culture, away from your friends, away from your friends, right? What 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 keeps you going? Um, getting better every day. Um, not only in basketball, if you know, like as a person, like growing out quickly. Um, I think that I'm. I'm making a difference with people from other parts of the world because I'm growing up with like a second language, as I said before, and like I feel like it's gonna help me a lot in the future. That's great. No, that's great. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it is not easy to to kind of make this whole this whole transition, but no, I mean we're we're excited. We were we were tracking tracking the games and whatnot, so. Uh, Really interesting. Uh, one another thing I have to ask you is how is it different academically? How are you? How are you getting along with the the American school system? Uh, firstly, um, like the first part of the year when the teacher like was explaining something like if I didn't have like the paper to like read while she was saying it or something like that, like I got lost or I had to ask like after the class or while the class was going, like what was she saying or trying to get what she was saying. But like once I got used to like the language or like hearing um, English, it, it went so much easier. And I feel like here, like teachers are like saying you what you are missing, like what you had to do better or stuff like that, that helps you a lot, like get your grade better. and. I don't know, like, I don't find it, like, too difficult because, like, teachers are always, like, available to what, any, like, are available to anything you need at any time, so that's really good. Great, yeah, no, that's interesting. You know, one thing, one thing I found interesting about both Argentine and American culture uh, is that there is a certain, like, drive that a lot of people play sports because it's a way of achieving a better life, right? Like, we obviously saw all of us growing up um, that, like, you know, kids would go to college to play basketball or to play lacrosse. That was a big sport in our area, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, especially in football and basketball, you had a lot of people, like, transforming their lives, right? Like, you know, we talk about LeBron James, his I Promise, you know, program and whatnot. LeBron didn't grow up in a great family, finally kind of, breaks out of poverty because of basketball and now is giving back, right? But that's always part of the story, right? That he grew up in, like, poor families. like, And I feel like in Argentina, right, you know, I, there aren't that many great basketball examples because there aren't that many basketball players that, you know, go to the NBA and, and make the big bucks, you know, as they say. But, like, in soccer, right, like, Carlos Tevez, you have people like that that, like, notoriously grew up in poor neighborhoods, and made it out essentially with sports. How, how do you see that like dynamic in Argentina itself? Um, I feel like uh, the examples you are saying like in Argentina are much like a soccer player because in our country like soccer is much better view than basketball or other sports because um, our mainly sports soccer to be honest. So like everyone watch, watch soccer like I don't know, like, soccer players are recruited, like, when they are, like, 12, 13 years old, and, like, 
if you play basketball like like year passes and you're not not anywhere so that's why I came here because I didn't know what I was what I was doing before and then talking about like LeBron James and all that stuff I feel like um the college level here here helps those players a lot well no LeBron James because he didn't go to college but like other yeah, players there's not that many that that's happening to anymore i think you have to go to college now right? yeah you yeah, have you to have go to, to college. one year or something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah well but like the college level here that you are still being academically educated and the level it's here like it's really high almost the best one so that's the thing that helps players a lot to develop academically and as sport too yeah no, that's interesting. And, and I guess another question like I had is, I know in soccer, right, in Argentina, right, like the best place is Buenos Aires. Like if you want, like I, I think I remember there's like a special area in Buenos Aires or it might be in like Rosario. That's like, that's like the cradle of soccer civilization, so to speak, for Argentina, right? Is that is that right? I mean, like it's because those cities are like the biggest ones. So like they have them like, Almost everyone like plays soccer once one year minimum in their lives in Argentina. So as they have like the big amount of people there, like of course they're gonna have like the more amount of players or more people are gonna play soccer there. Yeah, and and, and so like I guess it's the same maybe in basketball too though, right? Like it's a little bit harder, right? Like if you're not from cities that are in the spotlight, right? Like now Ken isn't the biggest city, San Juan, the city that we go to, isn't all that big, right? I mean. Mendoza, you start getting to like bigger a bigger area, but like, from what I understand is like, if you look at the majority of like the soccer players or professional basketball players, they're not coming from the outer provinces. It's like mainly the city itself, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of work uh, coming from Nuken, playing basketball. Um, I don't know, like I put a lot of work. Um, I went to to a school that teaches me English, so has to be available to come here and if I think about every practice I made I'm not gonna remember all because I had a, a lot of practices and I don't know I had to work really hard to come here yeah and I guess I guess one one thing that I find like interesting right is also the talent probably right in now Ken like you start hitting a plateau right so like if you stay there you can't play enough good players right as you were saying right every game here in Baltimore, you're playing someone who can drop 40 points. In Argentina, maybe it's four, four of those, right? So it's like the differences in levels, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't even have like 10 close games um, throughout the entire season or the entire year here. Every other game we had a close game and it wasn't like at a bad level, like it was huge, the level and player drop 30 pieces 40 pieces like every game like a guy scored on us 48 points mm-hmm. and i couldn't even believe it like did you guys win that game or was that no, a loss, we uh, lost. loss. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no i mean i guess another another interesting thing is now you you play for the uh u7 or played for u16 uh olympic argentine team from what i understand is now you're going to be working to get on the U17 team this summer. Uh, you're leaving us in the States in like three weeks, from what I understand, right? Uh, 
How has that experience been? You know, playing internationally, you're going to, if you're on the U17 team, you might be going to Spain, from what I understand. What, what has been your, your, your experience in that international scene? Um, the first uh, opportunity I had with the national team was when I was in the Ardenner 14s. Um, we went to the South America Championship um, in, Bra in Brazil, and we beat Brazil by 20 in their house. Um, that was crazy. I mean, in that tournament, like, I realized how much I love basketball, and, like, I started, like, knowing all the work I put, and I, I got somewhere. It wasn't huge, but, like, I knew, like, I was in the right track. And then COVID hit, we couldn't play, like, another South America championship. And we, last year, we had, like, the entire America championship that we beat Team Canada the first game. Um, I didn't play because of COVID. Like, my roommate got COVID, so I couldn't play. I was testing negative, but they didn't allow me to play. And then we made the finals against the USA team. And we were talking about earlier, and there were all five stars playing against us and they beat us by 15 that I think like for Argentina it's not like a huge difference 15 or 50 15 oh okay oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's, that's close yeah. that's respectable I mean especially for like the United playing in the United States especially at that like age I mean like, the like, skill difference is so different you know yeah like all the physically like difference they have with us and we were up by one we were up by 14 um, second quarter. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Oh man, how'd you guys blow it? Oh, yeah. That's when you hold the li hold the line, yeah. you know. Hey, you I guys played well though. That's good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the lead changes so drastically. It's like when I watch my team in the NBA. It's like, oh yeah, like get excited about like a twenty point lead. It's like, no, they're gonna like they they can still come back from that, you know. Yeah, they can make a couple of threes and yeah. you're gone. Oh yeah. I don't know who I should root for now, uh, Argentina <laughs> with Drazen or America. Wow. Yeah, no. Um, no, I know. No, I mean one thing. Also, how is it? You went to an NBA game. You saw the Nuggets play. How was that? How was it seeing uh, the, the you know the the goal right? Like seeing how those people are playing and and whatnot. Um, I think the NBA is a mix of FIBA basketball and the States basketball because. They still have like those physical like you have Antetokounmpo that can dunk the ball through the free three throw line like easily, and like FIBA because they they do make plays they work as a team and the NBA players you can see like they pass the, they can make an extra pass and they don't worry about it like I feel like in high school and college at the college level like people worry more about like scoring or doing their own game than mm -hmm. the team game yeah and mm -hmm. i i notice a trend in the nba now a bunch of the best players aren't coming out of america now you got Jokic with the nuggets you got um Doncic with the mavericks so why not argentina why can't that be uh south america why can't that be the next hotbed of I mean, basketball i mean talent? we we got some good players um I feel like the game is keep it grows like physically, mm -hmm. not like the tallest one, but like I'm saying, like 
as a physical as aspect and we need to like keep growing as a, as a country because in 2019 like the we lost the final against Spain too like the the there was I mean like the adult um national team not us mm -hmm. so I think we're we're in a good track um there is no no player left from the gold generation so we'll see what happens I mean I feel like the Olympics was the that first tournament that everyone got used to I mean Scola was there but they couldn't like get used to play as a team as they did in 2019 and I hope this year they can do better and, and represent our country that is the inc most incredible thing that can happen to a, right. any sport player. Do you think you get it, some type of advantage kind of being from outside the U.S. coming into play? Um, I feel like we are, like everyone looks at us like differently than they do to like a state player. Because, like, colleges and NBA Frank like teams, they need to like their good view if they have like a different type of country in their rosters or teams or colleges. So I feel like people are like getting used to like have a different type of country in the in the campus or the team, and I think that's. That's a good advantage for everyone else, like for any part of the world, not only Argentina. And do you think you get like a mental, like, I guess, right? Like you're coming in from different country, right? Like people sometimes I think perspective wise, right? Don't, don't understand like, okay, like, wow. Like, you know, for you, every time you come on the court, you're like, I know that like, I gave up a lot to be here. So like, I'm here, right? Like, as opposed to like, I grew up in the area. All right, like I play basketball in high school. Maybe I want to go to college. Maybe I want to go to the NBA. But like, I don't know, right? Like, do you do you feel as if there are times where like you have a different mindset there, different uh, from others? I I think that I'm having like a different mindset now. Um, I felt I like I felt with a lot a lot of pressure during the season and um, I mean I thought I think it's because I'm from the other part of the world and um, I started meditating and it, it helped me like focus on myself and not worry about what other people start talking about me if I had a bad game or a good game and putting myself like on top of the other one's opinion and mm -hmm. I think that it's making a huge difference now. Sort of like you got something to prove. Like, I see with our charity, we're the outsiders going down to Argentina. And so we need that chip on our shoulder in order to do better, to prove that we can make a difference. These outsiders, quote unquote, can make a difference. So, yeah, I think just having that chip on your shoulder, really, it don't use it as a um, detriment, but as motivation to put, put you forward and prove your worth i guess yeah, I mean, but I mean, charity's not a competition i i get it but I, like to make the most difference that yeah, we can i mean i see i see how you say like chip but i guess i disagree with that term it's not really like chip on your shoulder it's just like perspective right it's like a different way of looking at 
at the court, at the way where you are, right? Like, you know, a chip infers like you have you have something to tell other people, but it's more like hunger. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. like, all right, I'm here phrase. to play. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Josh, you can speak a little bit about this, but you know, we had a talk the other day with uh, with Cam Cam Hart. Do you remember? Uh, we had a little player. Zoom call with uh, Cam Hart, who's a friend of mine. He's right now um, corner cornerback at the University of Notre Dame, football player. Uh, so you know, we had we had him on the call and just gave his perspective on college football and 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 that type of intensity, right? Because Cam himself came from Maryland, um, went to like a school that was it's not five thousand miles away, but it was like a hour hour and a half from where he lived. Um, great football school, Our Lady of Good Counsel. Um, and like him going there is what propelled him to play at such a high level at Notre Dame, which is one of the best, you know, schools in the country. Uh, and he always, you know, I know he talks a lot about like, you know, he was there, he had the hunger. It wasn't Chip because like, who's he got to prove it to, right? You know? Yeah, I but, guess Chip's not the one, but drive. I yeah, guess. that drive. Yeah. yeah. So what, 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 what are your thoughts on that whole, you know, the discussion? How, how your mindset's been changing, right? You were talking about meditation and, and these things, you know? Um, uh, I talked about focus on myself, and he was talking about, like, we had, like, a lot of, like, agreement and stuff because, like, he was a black player getting into a white team, and I was a Hispanic player getting to a black team, um, and it wasn't easy at all. Um I mean, like, we had, like, the same struggles in the journey that I feel like they're going to grow me more than the ones that are making the, the journey difficult. Like, I'm growing more than my teammates, and that's all, the only thing I worry about. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Like, the you usually think of, like, as a basketball player, you just have, like, oh, you versus, like, how do I become as, like, a better player or, like, on the courts type stuff, but like you coming from Argentina have to face so much more adversity coming through. And it's like, not just, Oh, new school, whatever. There's like a whole different, Oh, how do people look at me? How do I mesh with like different cultures? You know? Cause like that will, that could go like either, Oh, you know, you overcome it and it works to you like your teammates accept you or it goes really bad. And like your teammates oust you. And then like that reflects, they don't pass you the ball or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love that perspective, though, too, right? Like, it's, you know, you're looking at it like it's making me stronger, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, you're not looking at the rest of the court, your teammates, other players, anyone who's hating on you, right? You're just looking at yourself and being like, it's me against me, right? And, like, you know, this is why I, I started, you know, the podcast saying it was a privilege to be a part of, the like, the team that's here to help you, you know? Because we're helping you on your journey, and it's a journey not like against the world; it's against yourself, right? And like the game within that. the game, the game within the game. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll change our podcast to that. <laughs> you know, the game within the game, right? I'm sure it's been <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like uh, as I told you, I like with all the meditation stuff, and I start seeing how how much I grew throughout the season, how much everyone else grew, and. Not only as a basketball perspective, but like as a personal perspective, I think like I made a huge difference having those struggles that the one that that had their thing easier than me and 
<laughs> I'm making a difference with them all, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, so Beware World, yeah. 2000, season 2022 to 2023. Drazen's <laughs> coming at you. With what's, the, what's the league called? M-I-A-A. What was that? M-I-A-A. M-I-A-A. Beware, you know. So you were talking a little bit about, like, meditation and, like, getting in the mindset. What else do you do outside of basketball to kind of, like, keep that mindset, like, on and off the court, you know? Because, like, you are a whole person. You can't be, like someone off the court and someone on the court like at one point that's going to fall apart so what do you do like what do you like doing with your free time to kind of keep that going um like apart from meditation i I feel like my parents are a huge perspective of what i have been through Mm -hmm. i mean like they're recommending things maybe i didn't do it maybe i did it i did them but like being with someone that I could like save everything I was having, all the struggles and stuff I was passing through, um, helped me a lot. Like, only like, I don't know if my parents say something, but like singing and start hearing myself helped me a lot with like knowing the problems I was going through and like these two situations I didn't want to pass again and how to control those situations if in the future they can happen because they may have been again no that's that's great and so you know what what what's what does the next let's say nine months look like for you to the end of next season what do you got on the on the docket for people uh, for our listeners out there you know <laughs> what should they be expecting of Drazen? um i hope i score next season because I was more like the defensive player because we, we, our point guard was a scorer. So I hope I can make points and help the team in that side of the, of the game. And so now you have you're going to Argentina in three weeks. I'm going to yeah, uh, well that's for he like for the states basketball, mm-hmm. but like for my country I'm going back in three weeks, um, making the trial for the under seventeen that we play a World Cup. Uh, in Spain from the 2nd to the 10th of July and I hope we do good because we got like the easiest group um, or the team has the easiest group um, and I don't know I think we can do big things we have to be focused and be playing every game because we show the world that we could beat Canada and we were under we're 16 years old, like Argentinian kids that put their names somewhere, started putting their names somewhere. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. be Canada, definitely. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> and we're and we're hoping to get you down when you're in Argentina, uh, potentially to see if you know you can join one of the basketball clinics that I know my brother Nick on his side of the of the foundation does a lot of work on. So love to hear that. And and on that topic, what's something that you want? people to remember your your kind of basketball experience you know five ten years right hopefully right you're in college you're playing professionally right you go through that whole process what do you want people to look at in your journey and say like this was this is what draws is about um i want to recommend like the people that's hearing this to like focus about their selves like put themselves in a more important situation that ad, like other ones opinion um that helped me a lot i mean i 
I was playing in a team that everyone was every like I had the back of everyone and I could do whatever but like my the team was keep believing in me and here was the opposite like the exact opposite way so um so society changed changed for me language changed the team changed so I started focusing more on myself being happy like enjoying life so that's my biggest recommendation to to a guy that may come to the States or want to play basketball. Yeah, and be a trailblazer for the yeah, next yeah. generation yeah. of Argentines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have a man who's going on every NBA. Yeah. Team, you know? yeah. In, five, you know, in five years, will we be seeing you on draft night in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Go to, go to the Celtics, please. <laughs> um, do you know of anyone else who's like kind of interested in coming to the States from Argentina, kind of like you, what you're doing? Um, I've Not really. I don't know if, like, from the national team, but, like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids that want to come here, but, like, they don't get prepared, or I don't see them getting prepared as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And I hope, though, that, like, keeps, like, they prepare more as I did by me coming here or inspiring them. Um I don't know, like, I want to be, like, an example for th- for them. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool because, like, that's definitely a dream for kids down there to be like, oh, I want to go and play in the United States. But then there's also, like, that realization that you had where it's like, no, you have to actually put in the work and become, like, the player you are in order to come and compete at a competitive level here in the United States. So it's not just, oh, I wish to go play. But, like, then someone who's looking to do that same thing, they can kind of look at what you did follow you and be like i'm ready you know kind of like a master apprentice type thing yeah and if you are from argentina pay attention to academics um in argentina it's really common to focus only about basketball and do not even go to school so i want to recommend that um i touch wood but like if you get hurt um you may have a backup Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's gonna help you a lot in your personal glo- growth too. What's yeah. your What's your backup for if your basketball doesn't work out? Um, I don't know. I, I <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> Knock <laughs> on wood. Yeah. Like what? Well, like what's what's some, what are things that like academic subjects that like interest you? No, I mean for Argentina to learn English, if you want to come to the states, um, mainly the basic things. I only knew how to like. I only knew understanding people in English. I couldn't talk that fluent. Maybe I don't speak fluent now, but I'm getting no, used to it. We can understand you. I'm getting no, used no, to it. No, it's great. No, yeah. you know, you definitely, definitely there. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting used to it, but like, don't leave the school and just keep going and see what the future gives you. Amen. Great. Amen. Well, Drazen, it's been a pleasure to have you on. It's been, it's been real. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and uh, I think that wraps up today's discussion alright have a good one God bless